welcome back to the Lenders Playbook Podcast, episode number eight, where we bring you amazing guests every week to arm you with the knowledge, skills, and inspiration in private lending, real estate, and entrepreneurship. Today, we're excited to introduce to you Sydney Daniels, a trailblazer in the InsertTech space, which is basically technology innovations designed to improve the insurance space. Listen to this story as Sydney began her career as a receptionist at State Farm and has skillfully navigated her way to becoming one of the top key strategists in the industry. She's now part of the innovative team at Steadily, where she's driving tech-forward insurance solutions for rental properties nationwide by forging partnerships that make a difference. Sydney's story is a testament to where passion and adaptability can take you, and we can't wait to dive into her insights. So let's bring on Sydney Daniels. Sydney Daniels, welcome to the show number eight. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you being on our podcast. Um, we're going to talk a lot about about some some interesting things in the insurance world, and I'm excited to dive down this this road. But uh, first, let's. I would love to learn a little bit more about yourself, and and maybe allow the listeners to learn a little bit more about you. So what are some things you like to do, Sydney, outside of working for Steadily and, and all the things in business? What do you like to do on the weekends and those types yeah, of things? Yeah, so um, I am a mom to two boys. I have a six-year-old and then a three-month-old. So most of my time is spent with them and following behind them and trying to keep the house clean. Um, I also have a large dog that I'm a dog mom to. She is a nine-month-old Great Dane Mastiff mix. Um, so between those three, my hands kind of stay full, but I also love art and um, I like to write. I currently have like a side gig where I sell my art on different mediums and I've published oh. a children's book and a collection of poetry as well. Wow. Wow. That's great. Can you, um, is there a website or anything that we could send people to or? Yeah, um, I will say, unless you are a Chiefs fan, you might see some stuff on there that is going to irritate you with this upcoming Super Bowl. But <laughs> I am located in Kansas City. I figured that's a great market to appeal to. Um, so just be aware there may be some Kansas City gear on there. But it is milehighsummers.com. And that Mile. is okay. high, just like high hello. Okay. I'll definitely put that put that down. So Mile High Summers. Yeah. Okay. Com. Okay. And for those of you out there who are 49ers fans, don't be triggered when you see uh, Chief stuff all over, right? Right. Exactly. Just, just a warning. Excited. Warning. Yeah. I'm actually not a Chiefs fan um, since I'm originally from Denver. I just figured I am now in Kansas City, so it's best to appeal to my market. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. So tell me about – so you're with Steadily. So tell me about your role with Steadily, and then we'll jump into what Steadily, you know, who Steadily is and, and who they serve. Yeah, so my actual like official job title is uh, Strategic Partnerships Account Manager – but if you know anything about startups, you know that working for one, you wear a lot of different hats. Um, it's funny because I originally started as like a support sales specialist, and I was doing a lot of marketing to unresponsive leads just to try to get them reengaged. 
And then I went into like premium accounting for a little bit, but now I'm doing the partnership stuff. Um, so I handle a lot of sales to new partners, like getting them onboarded, getting integration started. Um, I go to different conferences to network and meet new potential partners. But not only that, I'm responsible for um, keeping our current partners happy and helping them out with any issues that might be happening. Like if they need help with something um, insurance related, like if they have insurance questions, I'm also licensed. So I kind of dive in and help with that. Um, and then also I've been helping a lot with data analytics lately and building like SQL reports and rolling out a new compensation plan. And so it's just been pretty busy over here, but I love it. So you're right. You do wear different hats. You wear different yeah. hats at different times. So that's, so you're, you're involved with a lot more than just sales driven activities. There's a lot that you're doing. Yeah. Awesome. And that is how I like it. I have the world's worst ADHD. And so it's like, I have so many different tasks to jump from one thing to the next, to the next. I'm always working on something new and it's easier to keep me focused that way. Yeah, that's great. All right. So let's, let's kind of unpack what Steadily does. So if you could share with us more about what, how Steadily partners with the real estate and the lending industry, like generally speaking. Yeah, so we um, we work a lot with lenders. Um, I started working in the partner program last year in January, and since then I've brought on at least 70 lenders as partners. And um, the reason we're good to partner with for lenders is because we offer insurance um, for rental properties and in, uh, lenders need insurance to close on a loan. And the big deal is that a lot of insurance agencies will take days to get quotes back on investment properties because there's not technology typically available where you can quote multiple carriers for those properties. So they have to go through and quote every carrier for that property individually. But um, here at Steadily, we have the technology where we can quote a lot of different companies um, instantaneously so we can provide instant quotes and we're super competitive. And so lenders seem to like that about us. Oh, okay, that's that's great. What are some of the risks that and challenges that you feel? I mean, this is a. I think you answered it, but what are some of the risks that the landlords are facing right now, um, and how does insurance kind of mitigate mitigate those those risks? Um, I've seen a lot of different scenarios. It, being a landlord seems like it would be kind of crazy and hectic. Mm. Uh, I've seen things where people come through. And they didn't have the right type of insurance or tenants have like a guest that falls on the premises or something. And then they decide to come and sue the landlord. Or sometimes if you have a vacant home while you're in between tenants, there's lots of claims that happen due to like theft or vandalism. Wow. And then you have tenants that are super accident prone and um, they do things like forgetful things that lead to property damage. And sometimes they don't have renter's insurance to cover that. And so it's always good to have your own policy to protect your assets. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in today's day and age with everybody being so sue happy and the rights of landlords are being diminished in so many states. It's very, yeah. very important to have insurance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, okay. So let's, if you could just paint a picture. So what does a partnership kind of look like between a, a lender, maybe a private lender? or just a lender in general and steadily what does that partnership you know look like from maybe the outside in and we'll go from there 
Yeah. So it honestly just depends on the lender's preferences. We can partner in a lot of different ways. Um, right now, we have a few different types of partnerships with lenders. Um, some simply will hand out their referral link to borrowers once they get to the point where they need an insurance quote to proceed in the lending process. Um, some lenders will also, instead of giving the link to the clients, they'll um, go ahead and shop it around on behalf of the client with us by getting the quote prepared, getting that sent to the client and just kind of saying like, hey, we need an insurance quote. Um, we have this preferred partner steadily who's really competitive and can get things done quickly. Um, if you want this quote, we can connect you with the um, with them and then or you can go with an agent who you'd prefer. Um, and then we have different lenders who are more into the tech side of things where we have API integrations with them. So typically what they'll do is uh, they'll have a button where clients can opt in to get a quote at the start of the lending process. And then these APIs will then send that borrower's information to us. So that way we can go ahead and get a quote going and reach out to the borrower and go ahead and get that all worked out with them. And then the last thing is we um, have partnerships going with lending software companies. And we've built this to where lenders can go into the software, into the loan file, request a quote for the property that's being worked right now. And that will come to a, our system via APIs. We'll quote it and then put the quote in through APIs back into the lending file. And then if the client moves forward with that, then we'll do the same thing with the policy documents. Wow, that's incredible. That's that's. That's awesome. That sounds very efficient. So it sounds like it's a a turnkey system, really, for lenders to to use with Steadily. Yeah, for sure. And um, I know typically there's a bottleneck with insurance in the lending process um, because it does take so long. And so we can provide instant quotes and kind of help speed deals along. That way they're not losing things due to time or having to chase down quotes. And then we also can uh, take a lender's requirements and tie it to every referral that comes over. That way our agents are quoting everything correctly the first time. So they're not having to chase down changes after an insurance policy has been found. I see. Okay. Okay. So, are you, so as far as insurance, you're not really, you're not providing insurance for fix and flip, right? <laughs> it's more for, or is there any other, you know, types of of borrowers or or investors out there that you're working with? Yeah. So we have the capability to do fix and flips. Okay. Um, is our sweet spot is the landlords. Um, just be, like one to four units. Um, and we have an entire system to where you can go online, get a quote, customize your coverage, and even buy the policy without even speaking to someone. And so that part is catered to the landlord market. But if someone who's a rehabber, like fix and flip or fix to rent or even build to rent, they can right. go on and the quote it won't be that instant quote technology but that will then trigger us to reach out to them um, and go ahead and get the process started of quoting them and we can still take care of it okay so the sweet spot the niche really is the landlords that's yeah. where you're best at however uh, it sounds like kind of a case-by-case -case basis with the with the fix and flip folks and those types of, of bridge loans and such that are out there yeah exactly okay okay good good all right so for new landlords who I guess are just starting out, new investors, what advice would you give them regarding selecting the right property insurance coverage? I would say um, definitely don't rush to buy the first cheap rate you come across. Um, take time to research the company you're getting quotes from. I would definitely say dive into reviews. 
especially look for uh, reviews that state how the company handles claims. You don't want to get a cheap policy and then a claim happens and then you can't get a hold of anyone and it's taking weeks for them to get out to do an inspection or to get a payout going. So definitely do that and then ask the agent a lot of questions. Mm. Um, a good agent will be patient and take the time to go through everything with you so that you're understanding and confident in what you're buying. And then also don't skimp on the liability coverage just to save money. Um, just you want to get enough to protect your assets in case someone does decide to try to sue you. Uh, so we definitely recommend at least like 500000 to a million in liability. And then the last thing is I've seen some crazy things happen with floods. Um, mm. Flood insurance, it's a totally different policy. So if you have like a rental property policy or even homeowner's insurance, just know that your home is not protected for flood unless you have a separate flood policy. Um, and so if you live in an area where that's a substantial risk, make sure you're looking into that as well. And then so something else that kind of falls in that is if you live in a hurricane risk area, any water damage caused by a hurricane that does fall under the flood coverage. Mm. Okay, that's great. That's great. Fantastic tips. I. It really does sound like um, as a lender it's a it's a a very efficient because yeah i've seen it over the years that the process of finding a um insurance coverage for a borrower is very clunky and it's 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 like running through mud sometimes i've seen that in the past and so i like the processes that you've created so far and i think it's going to be very beneficial for for the private lending community for sure yeah, I definitely agree. And then um, not only do we make things go smoother, we also pay for the referrals. And so you can make quite a bit of money doing that. Um, I've seen some of our lending partners make anything anywhere from seven to 8000 a month by simply referring over 30 to 40 people. And so not only are you making money, but you have happy clients. You've taken the pain point out of dealing with the insurance. And then, yeah, we can get it done quickly. And we're licensed in all 50 states as well. So it's not like you need to have us as like a go-to for this state, but then you have to have a bunch of different agents in other states because we're not licensed there. We can do business in all 50 states. We have lots of options. We sell our own steadily policy. And then we're also appointed to write business with 40 different companies. So we can shop mm. around and find the best possible rate. That's great. Okay. Sounds great. And also, I look forward to uh, seeing you folks at the American Lending Conference. And I know that Ron will be on stage talking about some of the technologies and some of the partnerships that, you know, that steadily is, is, uh, working on with our industry. So that's going to be, uh, very interesting and very insightful for, uh, for everybody. And I'll, I'll make sure to, if we can get, um, some video on that as well so that others can see the, the presentations on the panels and such. So well, I really look forward to hearing more about Steadily, but more about the successes that, you know, for the lenders coming out of, out of the conference and everything else that we're doing. So, um, so I kind of wanted to shift gears here and, and we talked a lot about business and we, we talked about Steadily and certainly I'm going to put some of the, the things that we talked about in the show notes. So the, uh, you said a lot of interesting and very, very insightful things. So I'll put those down in the show notes, but wanted to switch over to mindset you know, and, and kind of dive into that because I think that as entrepreneurs, as private lenders and you know, real estate professionals in general, um, mindset is kind of one of those things that that people take for granted. They don't really – they think it's, it's – it is knowledge and it's skills, but it's also like how do you perceive 
challenges that come your way and how do you overcome and and what's your how do you how do you really dial into certain things when you have a gazillion other tasks begging for your attention so anyway let me ask you a question from your perspective because you've worked with a lot of lenders and you wear a lot of hats and 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 you see people out there on the street doing doing business so what do you think separates successful people in real estate or in lending or wherever from someone who might be kind of struggling right now what are, what are some of those differences you think yeah. So first and foremost, I would say networking. Um, I would say having a strong network and maintaining those strong relationships and valuable connections is everything. Um, you might know someone who can find some off-market deals or maybe um, a loan officer that can help you access better rates. It's just it's worthwhile to network and have all of these great connections. So that way, if you need help, you have someone to reach out to that can help. Um, something else I would say is adaptability, especially with the last year or two. Obviously, the market is changing. The housing demand is changing. Mortgage rates are changing. And then regulations against certain property types and rentals are now being put in place like against fees and things like that. People just have to be ready to be able to change and adapt to what's working now. Um, and then also, lastly, it's just persevering, like things might go wrong, you might have a deal that doesn't go the way you wanted it to, but just taking things in stride, not taking things personally, and then continuing to move forward and strive for better. And then also, I've started, um, now that I've started this partnership role, I've learned about a lot of different technology that is out there for real estate investors. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely recommend looking into something like that. I've seen different deal analysis softwares that can look into an area and see like how many vacancies there are and what the rental rate is going for and like crime and things like that. And then the average age and income level in that area. And then there's different technologies that can find you off market deals that might not be like public knowledge that's on Zillow or something like that. Um, I would say definitely investing in something um, of that nature would be worthwhile. Any technology companies you'd like to mention or, or kind of give a shout out to? Yeah, one of our recent partners, um, Bright Investor, we just um, uh, signed on a partnership with them and they're in the process of integrating our instant technology into their software. And they're the company that I mentioned actually that has like the breakdown where you can see how um, many vacant rentals there are in the area and like the typical cost of rent there and like the typical income level, things like that. And so we have an instant quoting technology to where you can just get a calculation for what the insurance might cost on this property without even entering your information. And so I think they're integrating that right now. And then once you get further along in the deal, they'll have the instant quoting where you can just request a quote right there and from the same place. Okay, great. I'll, I'll put the, yeah, bright investor. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. I, I will put those down as well. All right. So if you were to start all over, <laughs> this this is one of those questions. What would you do differently in your career? And maybe nothing. It, you could be just look. I did everything great, and and uh, and I'm where I'm at right now because of the decisions I made. But if there's anything, what what would it be? Yeah, I laugh because this is something I feel like, even though it's been so long, it's been like maybe eight or nine years since this happened. It's still something I talk about to this day. I was just young and dumb. Um, when I graduated high school, I had a full ride scholarship to KU, and um, for what? I, um, for pre pre med, I was okay. going to become. And my 
ding dong butt being young and dumb. I was raised as the only child. So I never had to share a space with anybody or anything like that. And so I found out last minute that to get the scholarship, I had to live on campus. I had to live in a dorm with other girls. And I was like, oh, there's no way. So (laughs) just was like, I'm not going, I'm not doing this. And so a year goes by, there's been some growth and maturity. And I'm just like, okay, I messed up. I should have probably taken that scholarship. And so I reached back out and applied for it only to find out that it was only available for first year out of high school students. And so I missed out on a huge opportunity. Um, I would say if I would have taken that, though, I probably wouldn't be in real estate. So my career path would have looked a lot different. I would have probably just been graduating medical school and would have a bunch of student debt. Um, So I feel like it's a trade off. But I honestly, that was a big mistake. And I would go back and change that. Oh, you would go back. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. It's interesting how it's interesting how uh, things in life, certain little decisions can make such a huge impact, right? Like the moment when you were like, oh, you know what? I don't like the, the, the idea of staying in the dorm with all these, you know, I, I need my space. And so now I'm going to be stuck in a room with like two other girls. Uh, no, that's not going to work. Right. And then so that creates a ripple effect for everything else. And I see that in my life too, like the, the decisions I make, whether they're good or bad and and how there's so much more down the line that happens because of that, right? It's just, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have stayed in me- the medical area of school, but at least I could have changed my major and still kept my scholarship. I love working on the business side of things and this I found my niche, but at least I guess I would have that additional education I'm learning a lot by experience, but on paper, obviously, people think the college degree looks better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. So moving on. So what is one of the best pieces of advice that you have ever received? Yeah, I actually just heard something recently. I've always been the type of person that's very hard on myself, has very high expectations. And so someone told me failing is really nothing to be ashamed of. You don't need to beat yourself up over it. You should just look at each failure as an opportunity to grow. Look at it and say, figure out why you failed and then figure out what you could do differently next time to do better. And so that's definitely helped me a lot. That's great. That's good. Great advice. Good, good stuff. Uh, yeah, most people look at failures and then they start going down, a spir- they start spiraling down this negative, never-ending loop in their mind that they're a failure and that they that they um that's just their identity right and then it takes over their entire being and so understanding that it's not you that's the failure it's just it's the timing of whatever you were doing right it's it's it could be a number of things but it's how you look at that failure dissect it and how can you now improve on what you did or didn't do right or wrong and and that's all it is and so yeah i mean um, okay. Last two questions. Okay. So if I'm a lender or I'm a real estate investor, how can I go ahead and get started on the process of obtaining landlord insurance with you folks? Yeah. So I actually created a link for you, Matt. Um, they can go to mattrosen.steadilypartner.com and they can request a quote from there. Awesome. Awesome. And for those of you now that are listening, Yes, I have partnered as an affiliate, um, I guess would be the right word, with Steadily. I believe so much in what they're doing. Um, They also will be a sponsor at the American Lending Conference, so I proudly 
um, endorse everything that they do. And certainly, yes, I will get paid if you go to that link and, and go through them. Um, but uh, I certainly believe that what you, what they're providing you is tremendous value. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And where can people find you? They want to get in touch with you. Where, where can that happen? Yeah, um, I'm on LinkedIn. And then also, if anyone's ever interested in becoming a partner with us here at Steadily, you can definitely shoot me an email. My email is sydney at steadily.com. Perfect. Okay. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for your time, Sydney. And I look forward to seeing you and your team. Will you be at in Fort Lauderdale or is that? Yes. You yes, will. Okay, I'm great. Coming down the days. It has been so chilly here in Kansas City. I'm ready for some better weather. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's uh that's one of the selling points I thought about when we when I booked that venue was, well, it's going to be February and and you know, and it's going to be freezing everywhere else except Fort Lauderdale right on the ocean. So it might help people to get out of the cold. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate this time. I learned, I enjoyed learning more about Steadily and sharing the story of Steadily and, and the, some of the value adds that you provide the industry. And I certainly hope that everyone on this uh, listening to this can go check it out. So thank awesome. you so much. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening in to the Lenders Playbook Podcast, episode number eight with Sydney Daniels. Now, if you like that show, Please subscribe if you haven't already and like and comment uh, on your station that you listen to podcasts on. That really helps us out in our rankings and getting more valuable content out to the community. And for more resources, show notes, uh, and a replay, please visit AmericanLendingConference.com slash podcast where you'll find all of that available for you. And stay tuned for the long-awaited website that should be out soon the Lenders Playbook website. Hope all is well, and we will talk to you next week where we discuss much, much more with entrepreneur and real estate investor, Noel Felix. I'll talk to you next week.